This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to another World Cup edition of your Every Step Along the Way podcast. Now I've got two voices joining me today. You met them last time out, but for those who didn't hear the last podcast, I was going to reintroduce you to first, Jamie, how are you mate? Yeah, not too bad, uh, Dan, not too bad. Looking forward to getting this uh, World Cup underway, really. Can't wait for it to start. Weird as hell being in November, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's approaching rapidly at this point, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, the next next month is going to be bliss. Um, <laughs> if, anyone's, if anyone's got girlfriends, they're not going to be watching the TV. No, no, <laughs> no Stoke defeats, no Liverpool defeats. We'll, we'll all be happy oh, yeah. next month. Buzzing. Buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us is Lee. How are you, mate? How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. It's uh, great to be here again. And um, pretty much like Jamie, I, I can't wait for it to start now. It's going to be fun and really, really interesting. You know, there's, there's a lot of things about this World Cup that, that we've not seen before, the, the time of year for a start. Um, there's, a, there's a lot going on around the Cup as well. We're going to see England. This is possibly... The, for us, the best chance we're going to see of us winning it too. Leo Messi's final World Cup. Can't wait. Yeah, I think it's very intriguing this World Cup, isn't it? Because, like you say, there's a lot of a lot of unknown entities in the conditions, the time of year. Very different to anything we've seen before in a in a major tournament. And like I say, it's a, it's one of them. I think a lot of it we may have to just wait and see. Like we're going to sit here today, aren't we? Our, our job today is to look through, you know, the, the groups and that and who we think is going to progress, who we think, you know, the teams to watch out for. And we're giving that sort of cold, aren't we? And I think yeah. maybe mm-hmm. in, like, it may be the first round of group games that we actually look at how are, how are the conditions? How is the heat affecting uh, teams? Is is it that the, the game's kicking off at 1 o'clock? Are they massively different to the ones that kick off at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. I think it's going to be a wait and see for me, for me as well, like to know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was funny that you said going in cold when we know how hot it is over there. <laughs> uh, but there's like like Lee alluded to in yourself as well. There's a lot about this World Cup that we don't really know. Um, stuff that like obviously we're not going to go into political or, or anything like that or what the country's like. I'm interested in the football now. Like we've had 
years to get over the fact that the World Cup's going to be there. It's there. We're playing it. Let's just get on with the football. Yeah, I think, like I said, there is there's political issues and questions, isn't there, that, that can be raised, but I don't think that he is the right place to do that because I'll be honest, I'm not... I, I am not... I could have opinions and stuff, but I, I know yeah. that there's going to be more to my than what I know, basically. Yeah, all that's going to happen is we're going to have an opinion that's going to throw up more questions than answers. We, we haven't got the answers, so... No. There's no point in us speculating on it. But what we might have an answer to is who's going to win Group A, because that's where we're going to start. <laughs> <laughs> and talking yeah. of Qatar, amazingly, that's where the hosts are. Group A, who would have thought that, eh? So, <laughs> so <laughs> Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. Lee, I'll come to you first. Qatar, have they got a chance of progressing from this group? Honest answer, I do not have a clue. Okay, I've, I've looked at the, the results um, and the, the sort of current form, um, and they look good on paper. They actually look all right. They look like a competitive side. We've not seen them in, in these kind of games at all. Um, they're the host nation. They should expect to have a crowd behind them. They should feel a bit of pressure, but, you know, they're at home. They'll want to do well. They want to impress the fans. Um it's not a team that I want England to have to play, to be honest with you, uh, just for those reasons rather than footballing reasons. But I think as a team of players, for myself, a very unknown quantity. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they've never been to like a major tournament before, have they? But they haven't got a bad group, I wouldn't say. I don't think. I think obviously Netherlands are quite experienced. Senegal have played a few tournaments out of Ecuador, but they're not outstanding. They've not had. I mean, Senegal of today, as they were recording, it's been announced that Sadio Mane is out of the tournament altogether. And that's a massive blow for Senegal. I mean, being a Liverpool fan, Jamie, obviously you've seen Mane up close you know, for, for a long time yeah. until he left in the summer. Yeah. That's going to be a massive loss, isn't it, for Senegal? It's, it's a huge loss for Senegal. Because when you think of Senegal, you think Sadio Mane. Yeah, he lifted the African Cup of Nations, he's the captain. He, he's he's everything to that country, and he is their best player. Um, if you take Harry Kane away from England, you take away all of England's chance. Same thing for Senegal. If you take Sadio Mane out of that team, the the chances become a lot slimmer. Uh, the the guy's genuine world class. Yeah, it's it's funny as well that obviously Senegal qualified at the expense of Egypt. Yeah, it was a bit like a Mane versus Salah sort of face-off, wasn't it, for the final yeah. place. And now you feel that... I mean, at the time, I thought, oh, Mane, one of them's going to be the World Cup. It doesn't... To, to be honest, I think they're both fantastic players. Yeah. And now you sort of feel a bit robbed. <laughs> because... Yeah. <laughs> neither of them are going to be there. No, well, from, from a Liverpool perspective, I'm absolutely buzzing that Salah hasn't got to play these games. Um and yeah, because we haven't got Mane anymore, it's like, well, yeah, it is what it is. But the, the guy, like I said, was genuine world class, give his service to Liverpool, don't want to see a guy miss a World Cup because of an injury. He's just such like, he's been playing week in, week out for Bayern, and now he's not going to be able to play in the World Cup. I know, it's a bit, he must be gutted as well. And I was like, I mean, I know clubs, clubs play the way he's doing, to play the players right up. 
but it's like he didn't probably didn't even have to play the last two or three games for Bayern. They win, they win about minus four every week, don't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's like he missed he missed the last Bayern game when they played Schalke. He missed that, but other than that, he's played in pretty much every game up to an hour, pretty much all the time. And and he was just the sort of guy he was. And any Liverpool fan will tell you the guy's rarely injured. He was an absolute machine, same as when Suarez was at Liverpool, rarely injured. Um, so for him to then get this injury that he's got now and miss a World Cup because of it just seems a bit harsh. Do you think that sort of ends Senegal's hopes of getting out of this group? Um, no, because I think, in, in my opinion, they're still better than Ecuador and Qatar. But unknown quantity Qatar, don't know any of the players. Uh, like they looked at the record, it looks good, but... I mean, anything looks good on paper. It's the teams you're playing. Best result I can see that they've had was a was a draw against Chile. But they're playing teams like Guatemala, Panama, Honduras, Albania. They're not names. Yeah, I think, personally, I think Netherlands have probably got this group sewn up before they've even kicked the ball. Yeah. Um, I can't see any way at this point. Obviously, not taking into account... The, you know, the heat and all that because we like, say, like we said we don't know how it's going to affect it yeah. on paper I can't see any way Netherlands don't get nine points and then yeah. I think second place for me with Mane out means that second place is up for grabs now any any of them three sides bearing in yeah. mind Qatar you know will know, you know if, if anybody's going to be at home in them conditions it is going to be the home nation yeah that's pretty it's, much uh, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a difficult one. Sorry, Lee, what were you saying? Sorry, uh, no, I was just agreeing. I say that that's exactly how I saw it. Um, initially, I had the group as Holland, Senegal, and tonight's news has just made that second place a little more interesting now. Um, I'd like to add with, with Ecuador, they're notoriously tough side. There's nothing pretty about them. They're not going to smash anybody. But they are hard men, and they're hard to beat. Um, it might just serve them well if they can just nick a point. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if if you look at the record that they've got over the last six games, you're looking one nil, nil nil, one nil, nil nil, nil nil, nil nil. <laughs> they don't concede many; they just don't score goals. Um, and the one of the nil nils was five days ago. They played Iraq and drew nil nil. I mean, do you think where the games are played could have anything to do, could have any bearing? I mean, Qatar have got Ecuador first up. Would could that be a bad for Ecuador to play the host in the opening game? Like the emotion they've, they've and sort of you, you know how opening games can go, don't you? You don't, you, you can yeah. be anywhere anyway. Do you think yeah. that's, I'd say that's a negative for Ecuador? I wouldn't want to be playing Qatar in the first night. I wouldn't want to be playing them for the first hour. I think then. The, depending on, because I don't know the Ecuador squad, I'll be honest, but I'm assuming they're playing better leagues than the Qatari players. I think fitness might take over a little bit. Yes, they might be used to the conditions, but are they physically fitter than Ecuador? I'd say probably not. Absolutely. And also, I think if Ecuador are used to keeping a lot of clean sheets, you know, the evidence is there that, that they are, then a team like Qatar that's they can perhaps sort of sit back and, and, and take a bit of pressure and, and just soak it up and frustrate them. Um, like you say, an hour into the game where they haven't done all that legwork, they might, they might actually come into it yeah. a bit then. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, 
the the teams who and I think this will be like quite a, a, a common theme for me throughout. Teams that don't concede many goals are the ones who'll do well in this tournament because the last thing you want to be doing is chasing, yeah. chasing games, and getting sure. teams who one nil down. The opposition keep the ball well, and they're just not. And you've got to, you've got to press and and hurry and chase because you need yeah. the ball back because you're behind. I think Dave, the team, that's what you don't want to be doing on a regular basis, do you? In this tournament. No. We, um, no, you don't want to be chasing games. Are we talking ourselves into putting Ecuador in second place here then? Is that what we're doing? Or I think... I'm still with Senegal. Mm, so I've got the deciding vote. Yeah. <laughs> like I say Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I think with Mane being out, I think that'll really it could go two ways. It could galvanise them or it could it could have like a, a sort of beaten before they've even got there kind of effect. Yeah. And I, I think Ecuador, yeah, for me, I think they're, they're tough. Like Lee said, they're tough. They, they didn't, yeah, that, South American teams are notorious for, you know, not giving you too much and whatever. And I think, I think they'll get through just about. But I well, can't see any of them getting past England, who should win Group B. Yeah, I was going to say... Um... Purely from an England standpoint, I'd prefer Ecuador to go to come second. Well, so we've got Netherlands and Ecuador. So moving on yeah. to Group B, I think I've just said mine there. I think England will win this group. Uh, yeah. I don't think it'll be as easy as Netherlands will have an A. And I'm not sure they'll win all three games, but I think maybe two and a draw. Um, yeah. It tends to be the way England go in tournaments. They'll yeah. either draw the first game and then think oh no we need to do something here uh, and then they'll do it or they'll do what they did in the Euros and just make it look very very difficult uh, <laughs> but they'll win the games <laughs> I mean it, uh, saying draw the opening game can, can you see him dropping points to Iran Um, it depends on Iran I think if they just sit back and frustrate I think England if they don't break them down within half an hour they'll just get annoyed yeah, and then they'll lose composure, and it won't go the way they want to go, and it'll end up nil nil, um, which is a typical England thing to do, in my opinion. <laughs> we certainly should be. So we certainly should. Yeah. Um, on paper, we're we, we've got by far the better players, better record in in tournaments. We you know we should be leagues above them, but there are one or two factors that might work against us too, especially yeah. with it being in sort of, I wouldn't say their backyard, but it's their part of the world. The climate may suit them a little bit better than it suits us. As Jamie says, if they manage to frustrate us for half an hour and they get us working a little bit too hard, you know, burn off a bit too much of that nervous energy as, as they can have. You know, it could be a tricky game, but we should be beating them, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, I mean, it's being played at four o'clock in the afternoon local time as well, isn't it? So it's... Well, yeah. Um, not not the nicest probably time of the day. I mean I mean we say the heat, but I obviously with it being the winter over there, I was looking around, they said it's it's higher than normal temperatures for this time of year and it's it's going about thirty just above thirty. So it's it's right. it's hot, but it's not unbearable heat really, is it doesn't sound it's just like it's going on holiday, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> like playing it's playing like Sorry, in somewhere like Spain in the summer, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
which is pretty hot to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the, but, I think it'll be more the humidity than yes. Than anything I was just going to say it could be like the humidity and that. I know they were saying a few of the players were saying that even just walking around the hotel they were like you know sweating yeah. masses from just wandering around the hotel and that. Yeah. But apparently they're all they're all air conditioned stadiums. That is, is a thing apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay let's let's air condition the great outdoors who sounds, was it awesome, I, I heard a manager really run it might have been the wales manager but don't quote me on that uh he said like yeah the the, air, the stadium's air conditioned he said it stood there and uh he can he says i can feel them on the touchline they've got all these air conditioning units surrounding all the pitches he says yeah. i can feel it he says but i'm not sure any of the fans can at the back of the stand or the players on the pitch for that matter <laughs> 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 I mean, he's he's gonna have a better idea than anyone if he stood on the touchline, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so he's like, they spent all this money on all these air conditioning units to, and all it's done is keep the managers cool in the technical area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think for me, England win the group. Um, it's more about second place. Yeah. So, Bale. I think he's the key for this group. Um, well, he's the key for Wales. Um, I don't know if he's the key for the group because I think at the minute with his age, I think he's very easily kept quiet. Because um, I think you just kick him a couple of times and he'll cry. But um, <laughs> Pick up his I, golf I think as well. Go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's been playing in the MLS. He had a massive impact on their, their final, which they won. Um, so he's still doing a bit, but he's now very well known to Americans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, is that a negative for, mm. for Bale? Depends how well he is and how much. But I suppose, I mean, Joe Allen's declared his fitness today, I believe, for the first game. He's still a big done the same as well. <laughs> uh, I've got to be honest, I don't rate the chances of getting through the group. Um, when I look at the Welsh side, when I look at the at the players that they've got, I think they're going to come with so much passion as they always do, um, and it's going to mean the world to them. This is, but I just think the USA will be into second place. Yeah, are we discounting uh, Iran? Yeah, I, I am personally. I am. I yeah. don't think they're, they're they're in the reckoning. I think um, if they lose the first game against England, which I'm, I, I believe that they will, yeah, um, there's going to be two mountains to climb there to get a result against them other two sides, and there is. Without going into the politics and what have you, there is supposedly a bit of division within the squad. So, yeah. you know, morale might not be its best there either. No, I just think the three teams are clearly better than Iran. So, who are England dropping points to, do you think? Are they more likely to drop points to Wales or the States? Wales. Yeah, I think Wales too, um, just because of the occasion. And it's the final game, isn't it? So, mm. there's a chance we're qualified. Um, yeah, it could just be a rotation thing for England. Could that could that be the key though? Could that be what decides sort of the group? Like you decide second place. The fact it could be because Wales could need something going into that, and we might not. It's obviously like if if you think that people you know say that Iran get beaten, you know Wales and the US both beat Iran. Yeah, and then obviously. If that game ends a draw, it could be that point against England that brings them through. Yeah. And the thing, obviously, going into that final game, 
Iran are playing the, the United States as well, so Wales yeah. will know at that point a draw would be enough. Yeah. I think from our point of view, though, if, if you look at historically, would it, would you dare say that if we went into that final game, knowing that second place would suit us better than first, would that then lead to a pretty close game against Wales all of a sudden? And I don't mean like <laughs> playing to lose, but, you know, in terms of yeah. team rotation, we've, we've seen as it's been done before. Uh, against Belgium. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it happened in 2018, didn't it? And he got yeah, a lot of a... stick for it. He did, yeah. But you'll still believe it was but... the right thing to do. No, it was, 100%. Yeah, Anyone who was. disagrees with what he did now is completely wrong because we had the best summer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and it was, and that, it was a sensible thing to do. I mean, what was it playing? Was it like, go go that route and play like Germany, France and Argentina yeah. or something like that, and they'll always yeah. can have an easy route. <laughs> it's like, yeah, or you can go and play Colombia, Sweden, Croatia. I mean, yeah. we go into that Wales game and Qatar are on nine points. <laughs> <laughs> All difference of plus three. <laughs> yeah, because he won every game one nil. <laughs> uh, we're all we're all in semi retirement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, I've been in semi-retirement since the day I started working, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, yeah. So I think, I suppose, as well, you've got to think, like I say, if that Italy, if, if Wales only need a point in that last game, England will be like, well, we'll have a draw. That wins us the group, if that's what yeah. we want. Yeah. Wales get a draw, they go through. So both teams are happy. There's no, yeah. There's no need to charge around. There's no need to waste energy. There's no way to pick up any bookings and get players suspended. No. It could just... Well, I think that, well, like you say, the key game... The, the key game spite. in this group could be that Wales-USA. Yeah. There, there is pure spite, though. You have to remember this. There is a rivalry between England and Wales, too. Especially after, was it the Euros 2016, when they all celebrated England going out? <laughs> yes, when they got to the semi-finals, not Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Fair play to Wales, though. That was a cracking run. I, I, even I enjoyed oh, that as an Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted them to do well. I hope Wales get through personally as well. I mean, I like, I do like the home nations to do well. Yeah, I'd rather. It's the same same with like English clubs in Europe. I'd rather an English club do well in Europe or a home nation do well than yeah than somebody else. It's just I don't know, feel yeah. more affiliation with those countries. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and um, for me, it's England and Wales. I'm going to say Wales too. Lee, are you full house in Wales or are you still states? I am still USA. So what? I lose out though. I understand. <laughs> Right, so that would set up Netherlands v Wales and England versus Ecuador in the last 16. So moving on to Group C now. Argentina, with their Messi in his, the final dance of his World Cup career. Mexico, Lewandowski, probably the last World Cup of his career. And Saudi Arabia. I think it's pretty safe to say that Argentina win this group. I have yeah. no objections to that. The big battles between Poland and Mexico. Saudi Arabia, out of everybody in the competition, they could be the whipping boys for me of, of the yeah. whole World Cup. Is that yeah. Argentina's first game too? Yeah. So it could be over before it's began for them. 
yeah. <laughs> it could be licking their wounds from like day yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. probably on the other side. You don't want to play them first game either. They'll they'll be up yeah. for it and they'll, they'll come out yourself. I, and I don't I don't know if it's just me who thinks this, but whenever Poland have been in a major tournament, Lewandowski's flattered to deceive. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same myself earlier on. I've got a fancy Mexico. Yeah. Are you, I mean, I don't know. To, are you trying on. to say that the fact that Eric Maxim Chupomotin scored an eight consecutive game for Bayern means that anyone could do the job Lewandowski did there? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke. So <laughs> he, he couldn't do it on a warm Saturday afternoon in Stoke. <laughs> But no, for me, I don't know. I like I love Lewandowski, and he is genuine world class. And he's scoring goals at Barcelona now in a poor Barcelona team. So it's not just a fluke. He did it at Dortmund as well. Um, and yeah, Lewandowski's genuine world class. I just think on a big stage, he just doesn't seem to do it for his country. The supply line not there, maybe Lee. Yeah, quite possibly. So they're they're not. The, the teams that he plays for at clubs like, club level, he's going to get the ball. He's, he's, he's going to get opportunities, and he is an absolutely lethal finisher. Fantastic footballer as well uh, as an all-round player, but he, he's often just noted for his finishing. But, yeah, you, yeah, if there's no chances to finish, it doesn't matter, does it? And well, I I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do early is I'm going to interject because Robert Lewandowski has never gone into a major tournament before with Matty Cash at right back. No, it is, mate. I see. <laughs> Ma- Matty Kaszowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this does change things. <laughs> <laughs> so Mexico are coming second, is that what we've all agreed? <laughs> oh, yeah, Saudi Arabia have just gone up to third. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know an awful lot about Mexico, I'll be honest. Don't know who's in the squad. Um Apart from, I think the only one I've heard of is Hervin Lozano. And if he's not there, then, then yeah, God knows. But he, he's a very good little player for Napoli. Um, so I can't see why he wouldn't be there. But after that, yeah, I don't know any more Mexican players. Is Chico I'll go with Mexico for the climate. I'm just yeah. imagining they'll probably handle it a little bit better than Poland on average. And, and say Poland don't particularly impress me. So. Um. Oh, yeah. So, they played a friendly last night, Mexico did. Does anyone know how they got on? Because I can tell you if you want to know. Definitely. Lost 2-1 to Sweden. What? I've seen something here. It says, Mexico's World Cup squad's been announced. Aging, frayed at the edges, providing comforting familiarity. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's what you want to hear. Right. Um... <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Yeah, are we are we going back on that then, and maybe not Mexico? <laughs> yeah, uh, Guardado is at his fifth World Cup, one hundred and seventy-seven caps he's got. Uh, so that right. just tells you about the about the range yeah. of them. Okay, so I'm now happily <laughs> happily about to go Argentina Poland. Yeah, I think looking at these players here, there's not really you know quite a lot of them play in Mexico. Yeah, you know, a couple play with Betis, a couple play for Ajax, PSV, a couple play in America, and then you've got Raul Jimenez, who's not the player he was since he had that head injury, no. unfortunately, because he was quite a cracking player before that. But yeah, he was. Um, again, this this could be 
you know the the who's the the least worst of of the other sides behind Argentina. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm favouring Poland based off everything we've just spoke about. Even though I was totally like Mexico are going to do it. The more we spoke, the more I changed my mind. Yeah, I think Matty Cash he'll make the difference. And yeah, I think I talked myself into it when I brought him up. <laughs> I do actually I like Matty Cash. Yeah, the, the Matty Cash things is probably putting dead level in my eyes and. I can see perhaps Poland getting through on yellow cards or something like that, you know. <laughs> Coin toss. Yeah. Matty Cash wins it. <laughs> well, with Argentina's history, let's hope they don't have to rely on less yellow cards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy Pol- uh, Argentina-Poland in that order. Bro. So, Group D. And we have a France, who are obviously the holders, but minus Kante and Pogba. Then we've got Denmark, Australia, and Tunisia. I think so. It's a three-team group. Yeah, I think Australia, unfortunately for them, probably just there for enjoy a couple of weeks and send Harry Suter back home nice and safe and with yeah. his knees still intact. Hopefully, from my yeah. point of view. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's like France have got two squads anyway. So, yes, the missing Pogba and Kante. You've got players who can just fill in. Fantastic. Um, Does that affect, yeah, will that affect them, though? I mean, we've all said they've got great strength and depth and everything, but I think they're still missing Kante. Um, the France Pogba is different to the Pogba we saw play at Man United for a long time, haven't we? Oh, I think Kante is a bigger miss. Yeah. I don't think there is a replacement for him. That's the problem. No, yeah, he's he's a proper ball winner, and he and he doesn't stop. Um, and you ain't getting that from Adrian Rabio. You, you're not. I was going to say, how, how big a miss do you think? Do you think there'll be them pair? Um, I think Pogba, his, his personality and his presence in the in the France squad. Um, had a bit of a joke about uh, Connor Cody last time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> dare I say he's the French Connor Cody? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to, to tag, I'm gonna have to tag Connor Cody in this now. Make a clip of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the French Connor Cody. <laughs> I love except, that. I love except it. Connor Cody's gonna be there. That's the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah, and I think that with Paul Pogba, like you just said, that the the full Pogba that plays for France, he's he's different than what we saw in Manchester United. Yeah, he's a massive influence. They love him to bits. You can tell that the whole squad loves him. Love having yeah. him around. He's he plays with freedom on the pitch. That the team plays to his strengths, and he's a phenomenal player when when he's in that shirt. So he's going to be missed definitely, just just for that star quality that he's got. I think. Yeah, I think France are gonna. They won't win it for me. Teams don't tend to go back to back anyway, so that puts me off them straight away. But I actually think there's more concern with Benzema and Mbappe. Do they actually get on? Does anybody get on with Mbappe at this point? Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of rumours going around about his roles at PSG, isn't there? Um, I think and what he's actually doing and whether he likes it or not. But I mean, he does seem to be. I think he looks like his ego maybe is a bit out of control at this point at PSG. Yeah. Which yeah. I think they've. I think they've probably fueled and created themselves, haven't they? It's like, look at this Frankenstein monster we've we've created, like you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say they haven't helped him. They've they've literally give him everything that he's asked for, and then just fed him to the wolves and just been like, right, there you go, <laughs> there there he is. Yeah. Oh, um, this this guy we have basically told is bigger than our club now yeah. thinks he's quite important. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's not forget, he is one hell of a player. When you watch him, oh, he, is. He, he, is. he is something else, and you can understand when the you know whether people get in his ear or what have you. The hype you hear, it's pretty real about him. When you watch him, he's, he's fast, he's sharp, he can he sees a pass too. He, he's a good all round footballer. I wish he'd just concentrate on it. To be honest with you, um, yeah. he could go down as a great. He really could. Yeah. Um. Or just moving on from France a little bit. Are Denmark a dark horse? The worst kept secret, I think. Now we, we've seen how good they are. We've we, we yeah. played them ourselves, um, and we've seen what they can do. Um, I think there'll be a lot of people's outside bet. To be honest, yeah, goes back to what I was saying earlier on. Organized, not going to. They're not going to be chasing many games, are they? Well, they won't they're, be not, they're not. They're not glamorous, are they? They won't actually surprise anybody. They're not, they're not. No. no. No, absolutely not. But like, they're not a glamorous team either. They're literally you stick all their names on paper, and you know they're all going to work for each other. And well, very honest side. Team. Yeah, very very honest side. Um, and yeah, for me, that that seals that group. It's France and Denmark. Yeah, I think the only thing that could stop Denmark is goals. If the with it obviously, you know, the World Cup groups three games. If they just have, they haven't got an out and out goal scorer as such, have they? You know, probably like Braithwaite up front. But yeah. if they just have an off day against Australia or Tunisia, that may be what costs them. But yeah. really, they should get through. And I think if they get out, once they get out of the group, then you may see them you know, doing all right. Ericsson is in this squad, isn't he? He is. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I think just him alone might just drag them through. Um, and you've got some good youngsters like that uh, Damsgaard who had a great Euros ended up at Brentford somehow yeah. uh, don't know how he didn't get picked up by someone better but <laughs> yeah um, he, he's a good little player um, and then you've got your obviously reliant on Christensen at the back who turns up and has good games uh, especially for Denmark yeah I think France and Denmark they're the two okay so that sets up in the next round Denmark, I know I said they go quite far. They play Argentina in Ireland. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> France play Poland. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So moving in now into the group E. So we've got Spain. Quite a youthful side there, aren't they? With 
um, like say some up and coming players again. You know, you sort of your Ferran Torres, is Ansu Fati, uh, those kind of players. Then you've got Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I feel like when you went to Ferran Torres and said he was an up and comer, it just reminded me he's the Spanish Jesse Lingard. Oh, is he like 28? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, he might be like 24, uh, but still. Um, anyway, Japan, Costa Rica and Germany in this group. This may be the shortest conversation of a lot, or maybe, <laughs> that we t- or maybe that we decide that we know which two teams, but we don't know which order they are in. <laughs> uh, I, I think it'll be, and I'm very confident in this, Germany and Spain. And I am. Yeah, I, I can't see Costa Rica. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, Spain, Spain, Germany. I think Costa Rica. I don't think. I think they uh, haven't got a chance really to pick up anything against either of those sides. Japan no. probably more likely than Costa Rica. I think they've got a better side than them. Um, Japan, a hard-working side. We see how they play, yeah. but the trouble is in this in this kind of weather. Germany are too smart, and Spain will just keep the ball. So yeah. you know they're going to burn out anyway. You know they will. Yeah. Um, if there was if there was any any sort of two teams that Japan probably wanted to avoid, yeah, yeah, it would have been these ones. Smart yeah. sides. If you do, if you just stuck them in, say France and Denmark group, they might have fancied it a little bit. Um, yeah. But the only saving grace for Japan is that they've got Takumi Minamino. So I mean, we all know how classy he is. <laughs> we do, and that's, and that's why Spain and Germany are going through. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but in what order? G- Germany top, Spain second. Yeah. I think Spain have missed a trick not taking Thiago. Any reason why? G- any reason why Germany will beat Spain? I think the midfield's a lot better, more experienced. More um, experience. I agree with the yeah. experience. Yeah. I think that's what we'll see him through that game. And I know we always say Germany are a tournament team and they had an absolute stinker at the last World Cup, but it's not the same Germany now that it was. You've got players like Musiala, backed up by Thomas Muller, Joshua Kimmich. Players like that, they'll, yeah, they've, Gundogan as well. Yeah, they've got the experience on, I could see Spain central midfield being Gabi, Pedri, Koke. Koke's the only experienced player in there. Yeah. And he's not as good as he was. Or is sort of um, obviously yeah, Barcelona got quite a few young Spanish players going through, and they in sort of Fati and Gavi and Pedri. Are they as good as they've been made out? Or will they be sort of you know the the next coming of the two thousand and the late two thousands team of Barcelona, or is it just the fact that you know the media and the Barcelona are searching for the next Xavi and Iniesta types and they're just sort of getting labelled that because they are young players coming through. I think with Pedri, it's justified. I think he's a very good player and could well emulate Iniesta if he gets the right players around him at Barcelona. Gavi is still a little bit lightweight, does get bullied a little bit, but the potential is clearly there. Um, and if they keep working with him, keep playing him in games, then absolutely. Then I think them two, definitely. I think Fatty, in my opinion, has been ruined by injury already. Yeah. Shame. It's a shame as well. Yeah. Almost promised, though. 
Yeah, there was. And then it's the injuries that he's had. It's not even that he's just been injured. But he's had ACLs. And it's like, you can't, mm. you don't come back from them properly. They're big, aren't they? They're big. Especially at a young age. Do you think that, I mean, I say the, the Marco Royce being missing, but I suppose Germany should be used to Marco Royce missing major tournaments <laughs> by now. Poor so, that's a meme now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but of course, everybody's favourite Turbo, Timo Werner. He's also Has he made the, it? He's injured and missing the World Cup. Uh, wounded. Oh, That's gutted. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I said, they'll just play Havits up front now and it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good thing, you know, because as a rule, if a player's been terrible in the Premier League, he tends to score against England when it matters. So yeah. you can stay at home. That's fine by me, lads, if you have to play against them. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, so Germany win the group, Spain runners up. Well, yeah. let's move on to Group F. Belgium, last chance saloon for the golden generation of Belgium. Uh, Croatia, Canada, who I can't I ever remember them playing the World Cup that I've watched before. And Morocco. 94, the last played in the World Cup, Dan, USA. Yeah. There, my first World Cup was ninety eight, Euro ninety six, and then World Cup ninety eight. Yeah, that, I'm the same. I literally only know that because it came up doing a quiz at work the other day, and that came up. <laughs> That's still the reason <laughs> I know it. Um, did yeah, they just get? Uh, did they get? Did they manage to qualify because the US got in as host? So I think so. Who else is going to take this qualifying spot now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's happening? What's going on here? <laughs> but I only know one Canadian player, if I'm honest, as well. Um, Alfonso Davis, the yes. back from Bayern. What a player he is. I know, he's class. Shame he's yeah. Canadian. <laughs> I remember Paul Pesky Salido. <laughs> oh, crew used to have a Canadian international. Marcus Haber used to play for Canada. <laughs> um, yeah. Any others? I, can think, I can't think of any other Canadian... Was Mark Bircham Canadian? Did he end up playing for Canada? No, he was he was Trinidad and Tobago. That was random, that was. No, that was Chris Birchall, wasn't it? Was it Chris Birchall? I thought I had... Oh, it was one of them. But he just... He should never have been in the Trinidad and Tobago squad. I remember him playing against England. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was so World Cup in 2006. Yeah. Like, Crouch scored, didn't he? It was so yeah. random. I had tickets for that game. Did you? It didn't go... Oh. Sold them on. <laughs> Obstruct, but yeah. obst- obstructed view, eighteen euros bargain. Wow, mm. wow. Did we even get to the fourth team in this group? Uh, we we did. I did make Morocco. Right. Okay. Um, nice place to go on holiday. Yeah, uh, apparently so. Uh, I'm just trying <laughs> to bring up the squad now to see if I know anyone. <laughs> um, oh Christ! You've got Hakim Ziyech. Good player, good player. And size from Wolves. Ashraf okay. Hakimi from PSG. Right, okay, so we've got they've got a solid base there. Then they've got something to work with. Yeah. El Nasiri. More than Canada. More than Canada have probably got to work with, let's be honest. Uh yeah, I'm just gonna have a quick look and see if they they've played a game recently. Which they have they played tonight. Oh god, they beat Japan 2 1. Okay. <laughs> so Croatia and Belgium then. So Morocco <laughs> Morocco are in the mix here. 
Belgium, are they winning this group? I mean, we we've, we've not gone for any shot group winners yet. No, oh, but I always feel like when you look at Belgium in a major tournament, they're great until the knockout stages. Yeah. Lukaku will bag himself a couple of hat-tricks in the group stage. <laughs> well, there's talk of him not playing in the group stage, isn't there? Yeah, because he's, he's been carrying an injury, hasn't he? I was just thinking, in, in, historically, he'll yeah. beat all the, all the minor nations and whatever. Won't he? Or, you know, and then no they'll play a Brazil and lose. <laughs> yeah, when it matters against the... He just sort of goes missing a bit, which is the story of his career. And Yeah. I mean, as well, when you're looking at Belgium, if you're thinking that Group E winners are going to be Germany or Spain, you don't want to come first or second in this and get the other team. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't matter where you finish in Belgium's group, you're getting Germany or Spain. <laughs> yeah. And they, obviously, they're kicking off after as well. So they'll be like, do we want yeah. Spain or do we yeah. want Germany? Yeah, and there's there's no easy time there. Let's have a look at the flights home and see after which match is better. <laughs> yeah, which one gets us home earlier? I will say that I've had this every time I look. You know, every time we see Belgium and Croatia, it's just two sides that I feel one year one of them will go early. You know, they'll they'll really yeah. fall away from where they were because they're, they're reliant on a couple of big players like your De Bruyne, Modric kind of thing. Yeah. And this could be the group where you see a bit of an upset. Well, really De, De Bruyne is quite pasty skinned. He doesn't strike me as somebody who's going to be loving this heat. <laughs> no. Well, it'd be a big loss if, yeah, well, I, I can't see him playing every single game in the tournament anyway. No. I don't think there's many players that will, to be honest. So, Yeah, I, I think that a lot of this Belgium team now are over 30. And I think as a collective, that could play a part as it goes, as the tournament goes on. And especially yeah. if you get into the knockouts Definitely. where you've got close, tense matches and possibly extra time. I think the fact, like I say, you've got quite a lot of this squad and quite a lot of the first team who are 30 and some of them well over 30, especially like defence. Yeah. It, that could play a big part. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. I actually think if, well, I, I don't think they won't make it out of the group. I think they'll get through. I just think they'll actually fall at the last 16. I don't think they can beat a Germany or a Spain. Can they beat a Croatia and a Morocco? Um, yes, I think Croatia are aging as well. And I don't think they've got anything coming through that compares to your Rakitic's, your Modric's, your Perisic's, your Itch's that are everywhere in this team. Um, Manzukic. Yeah. Is he still there? He probably will be. Uh, Davos we're, we're getting them all out. We're getting them all. Um, but yeah, Kramerich as well. Um, he's not getting any younger, is he? Uh, 31. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they're an aging team as well. Um, and I've not seen anything of any of them coming through that make me think that they're going to do much in this tournament. They'll both get out of the group. They just won't get past the next round. Yeah, they've both, I mean, Belgium and then Croatia to a lesser extent, but they've both sort of come into the end of a of sort of, like you say, a mini golden generation, inverted commas. Yeah. I mean, that, that, um, yeah, it, that could be, the, if, I think if, if any group, this could be the shock where one of those two doesn't make it out of the group. Well, they're both, they're, they play each other in the last group game. So, I mean, if they both win the first two games, it's going to be a draw, isn't it? 
Yeah. <laughs> or it could be, by that point it could be losers out in that yes. last it if they yeah. if one of them's messed up. Yeah. They probably would have liked to have played each other first, taken a point yeah. and then gone yeah. and just beaten the other teams from then on in. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll both get out. I'm, I'm going to go the obvious way and say Belgium, Croatia. What about yourself, Lee? Well, if I'm betting, then yeah, I'd, I'd say Belgium, Croatia too, because it does feel like the safe thing to say. Um, a little bit of an unknown quantity for me, though, with Morocco. Um, and I was reading um, a decent article by Samuel Eto earlier on, and he believes Morocco will actually win the group. <laughs> if he knows, if he knows football. He knows what he's talking about, you know. <laughs> so maybe they'll have put a chance of getting through. Um, I can't believe you said that without laughing. <laughs> is he? Is he, um, is he the new octopus? <laughs> the absolute gall of the man to even say it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> did, did you not notice? Did you not notice that all the African nations won their groups? Yeah. Anyone who's not seen this, go and check out Samuel Eto's predictions. You won't have to go very far to find it. Google Samuel Eto's predictions. And it's so ludicrous, I guarantee it'll be top of Google. Cameroon finishing above Brazil. Ghana are winning their group of Portugal. <laughs> Tunisia are beating France. Oh, Morocco good. beating Belgium and Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> Senegal, they knocked it. You know, they went through above, above Holland. Yeah, it's all going well, on. <laughs> but to be fair, my, my own knowledge of Morocco isn't great. But he's obviously seen him in that group and thought, you know, that's a big one to say they'll finish above Belgium. He's not like conceded that okay, Belgium are a great side, but they'll just get through. He's like, no, Morocco are great. You know, he really thinks they're going to get through. So I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of convinced that they probably are a really good side that I haven't seen enough of. And may get second place. I just wanted to give him an honourable mention, but I'll go with the flow and I'll, and I'll stick with uh, Belgium, Croatia. Yeah, I I do, like I say, Morocco, like, I mean, Jamie, you know, rattled off, you know, three, four, five players before. They've probably, they have got a chance. They're in the mix. And like I say, yeah. one of Belgium or Croatia could well capitulate in this tournament and do absolutely nothing. Um, a la France in 2002, that kind of, you know, everyone's just expecting them just to walk through and they end up barely scoring a goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you can't sort of gift away from Belgium, Croatia, can you? So we'll go with them. And yeah. Belgium win the just, group. Just as an honourable shout out to the championship, Morocco do have Anna Sarawi, who plays for Burnley, and Ilias Chair. Alois Chair is a cracking player, one of the, one yeah. of the very best in the championship. Yeah, um, I didn't realise he was Moroccan until I just had a look then. So, yeah, I am um, thinking it wouldn't surprise me if, in fact, obviously you two both said Belgium Croatia, so that will be what we'll go with. But I might mm. just put Morocco in there with Belgium. I'm happy to change your mind on this. I'll be honest. <laughs> Don't well, like. I'm 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 easy. If you two want to go with Morocco, I'm I'm feeling like if there's going to be a shock, I agree it'll be this group. Well, let's go with them. Go on. Yeah, go on. Then. We'll go with Morocco. Yeah, with Belgium. I think Croatia will suffer the most. Okay, so we have set up then Germany versus Morocco, and Belgium versus Spain. That could be a decent last sixteen game. Yeah, Belgium. Yeah. 
So, Group G, Brazil. And who are they going through with? Serbia, Switzerland, or Cameroon? Serbia. This is a tight one. Yeah. I'm going to Serbia. I've, I was Switzerland all day thinking about it, but I'm going to say Serbia. I just think they'd be a bit meaner. Is Mitrovic, so is it uh, Mitrovic in Serbia, Shakiri in Switzerland? He always bags a wonder goal at these tournaments, doesn't he? Or, yeah. or the aforementioned uh, Chupo Moting goal machine in <laughs> and Cameroon. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't yeah, think that. I don't think he'll quite find the same series playing for Cameroon as he does at Bayern. Does he um, need it? I don't know. He's, he may continue to surprise us. I mean, they played. When did they play? Eight days ago, and he won in the squad. So, oh. well, that's tragic. Yeah, I think it all depends on Mitch. Who's the manager there? Does he know what he's doing? <laughs> <laughs> Is it still LAUC? Say it was before. Yes. It, no. 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 That was uh, Senegal, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, really? Samuel, oh, it's Rigobert's song. Rigobert's he used to play for Liverpool. What a, no what way. A... What a poor excuse of a footballer he was. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's poor excuse to manage him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even take the most informed player in the world. <laughs> you you find me someone else who's on eight goals in eight games. Even Haaland's not doing that, mate. Yeah. Didn't the um, Serbia coach say something along the lines of Mitrovic will be there even if he's on crutches or or something to that effect? I'm sure well, he it did. wouldn't surprise me. I, I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see it. I would honestly. Yeah, <laughs> does that? Yeah, go on then. <laughs> um, I think I think Mitrovic will be the key for Serbia, and we'll get that's that'll be what gets him through. I think he is a bit of a goal machine. He's a lot more prolific at a higher level now than he was two, four years ago when he's been playing there with Fulham and Newcastle. Yeah. I think he's showing in the Premier League that he's a he's a different animal and he's got he seems to be more focused on his football these last eighteen months, doesn't he? And rather than yeah, I mean, wanting to go around and kick people. Yeah, I mean like whenever Fulham went down because they've been the yo yo club, haven't they? Um, since he's been there, go down, he'd score a shed load in the championship and come back up to the Premier get five. And then he'd go back down, score a shed load. This time he's gone back down, scored a shed load and brought that form to the Prem. And it's about time he did. Because um, he's a handful if he uses it the right way. No, he's really focused at the moment. Um, he's a player, he's one of those, you, he's great when he's on your team and you absolutely yeah. hate him when he isn't. He's, he's a simple yeah. isn't So he, yeah. he's, for that reason alone, he's the player. He's like the talisman, isn't he? Yeah. And it's the same as Shakiri. You get a completely different player for Switzerland than when he plays for your club. And we've both got first-hand experience. Well, all three of us have got first-hand experience of Zerid and Shakiri being the best player on the pitch and then being absolutely dross. <laughs> um, but yeah, for Switzerland, he just seems to turn up and do it. Don't think it'll be enough for Switzerland this time. Yeah, he's getting on a bit himself as well, isn't he? Now? Yeah, he's playing in the MLS now, isn't he? Yeah. So that is, if anything tells you he's winding his career down. Yeah. Um and we don't really need to talk about Brazil, I don't think. They do talk about themselves, don't they? Um I'm not convinced by them. No, I don't think I'm not sure favourites type I mean, I'll be honest, when you say favourites, I think you could probably chuck about half a dozen nations in there, couldn't you? Yeah, you could. And just took a blanket um, over all of them. Well, I, I think I, 
doesn't yeah. it? Like the the um, just just to strengthen people's memory, we, we were uh, talking about it earlier on of just just that Brazil strip, just the the, the Brazil flag and what it means to people in football. And they don't have to do a lot to be favourites. They really don't. People no. will back them as soon as they look like they've got a half-decent side because there's still that memory in people's heads of, of, of the sides that they've put out over you know previous generations, it's, it's looking like now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, have, but, have they got an half-decent side, though? I, well, I don't see it. Well, I'll be honest, right? Where's... I mean, these these may you may find some of these extreme, like, you know, you're not going to get these in every, every squad. But... Think back to the, the, the players that they've had, you know, your Jorginho's, your Pele's, you know, more wrong times. Where's your Romario? Where's your Ronaldo? Where's your, your Rivaldo, yeah. your Ronaldinho? Yeah. Neymar? Really? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I know Lee's, Lee's a massive fan of Neymar. I know he is. So, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to get into the debate about Neymar. I think we're all, from the last pod, it's pretty clear where we sit on the Neymar fence. Um, but yeah, it's uh, for me. I don't see where the goals come from with Brazil. Don't see it. They haven't got a number nine, an out-and-out goal scorer. Um, and I think that's the problem with a lot of the the nations that are being talked about as winners. The actual only country that I can think of off the top of my head with an out-and-out goal scorer in their squad is England. Yeah, a proper number nine. Poland. Doesn't score enough at this level. Doesn't. That's probably a fair point when you talk of it from actual producing the numbers. Point to yeah. view, it, it yeah. probably holds up like those. Yeah. Um, but we we don't win the competitions either. So no, no, we no, we don't. Uh, but I think we've still got a chance. I think the thing that I like. I mean, I'm a massive Kane fan, as you you guys know. Yeah. I do think if I was picking a. It's a big call nowadays with Harlan knocking about. But like if you look at the most complete centre forward in the world, I, I can't see past Kane. I think at Tottenham, he's probably the best midfielder, the best number 10, the best striker they've got in the squad. <laughs> and the best centre-half. Have you seen how many corners he defends? Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem? He's a complete footballer, isn't he? he, he... I'd be happy to. I've said it before. I'd be happy to play game behind the strikers. I would honestly. I think he'd be effective wherever you play him. He's, he's just that, that you could. Ball. You could play him as a number ten because his passing range is incredible. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. He really is. He's a quick player as well. He's alert. A lot of England's best attacks come from Harry Kane picking the ball yeah. up on the halfway the, line and picking a run out. He's amazing. That's the most frustrating thing though, because he'll pick the run out and then he should be there receiving it, <laughs> <laughs> and he ain't there. <laughs> right, we, we yeah, speed he, training he needs then to get to get him up there. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, Brazil are just lacking a number nine, and yeah. I think around other countries you can look at them and they've got someone who you'd say will get the goals. Like Portugal have got Ronaldo. Argentina have got Messi. Um, Germany, you've got um, Kai Havertz. You could probably even make an argument for Gundogan scoring goals because he does. Yeah. Um, France, Mbappe, Benzema, they're, they're spoiled. Um, but yeah, I just don't see it with Brazil. Like, Jesus started the season well, runs around a lot. Nice. Charleston doesn't get in the Spurs squad when everyone's fit. Have you seen him on the subject of Germany and goal scorers? Mario Goetz has got his call up, hasn't he? No. First time in however many years. 
World Cup final hero. Are you actually joking? I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to wait, bear with me a second. Oh, it rings a bell. That does. Sure. That does ring a bell. I'm sure I've seen that he's been called up for the first time in like... You must have been reading like a Paddy Power joke post or something. <laughs> Mario uh, Mario Goethe. Yes. Yeah, no, he's in. No way. Uh, yeah, you know what? In. You know, originally, you know what I thought you meant? Mario Gomez. And I was like, what? He must be about 45. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, Marks um, is returned to the national side after five years out. They've taken you, Makoku as well from Dortmund and Adeyemi. Yeah, I think they got in due to the injuries they got, didn't they? Yeah. Due to it being injured, uh, Verma. Yeah, fair. That, that Makoku, he'll be a player, he will. Mark my words. He will be good. Um definitely want to watch out for. But in terms of the winners of this group, are we going Brazil and Serbia? Yeah, Brazil-Serbia. Lee? Yeah, Brazil-Serbia. Okay, so on to Group H now, which could be wide open Uh, for me. Portugal, there's a lot going on with Ronaldo at the minute. I think he's dropped that interview and then decided, obviously, he'd be on the other side of the world, so he wouldn't have any. It'd be fine, he'd be able to stay away from all the publicity, but Maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah. Uruguay, decent forward line. Probably like your yeah. decent front three. If a little bit old, but get still you know, good um, for a World Cup. Ghana, not too sure. Don't know too much about him. And then obviously South Korea, Son's declared he's fit and raring to go, uh, which probably keeps them in the hunt or in the mix for, for progress from this, this group. Yeah, I'd I'd say Ghana are probably the the weakest team in the group, and um, I mean they're coming off the back of beating Switzerland tonight two 0 um, so how weak <laughs> are they? Um, but yeah, they've got a couple of players that played for them tonight that you might know are Salasu, Tarek Lamptey, Inaki Williams, the AU brothers. Tarek Lamptey, the traitor. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Thomas Party was on the bench as well, and he's obviously their best midfielder. So he's uh, just chilling. Yeah, he, was, he didn't even come on. Um, so yeah, they're saving him. But yeah, so they've not got a bad squad. Yeah, um, I, I think again, this, aging a little bit maybe. But. This could be the group where you get every game's competitive and every game's could go either way at kickoff for me. Yeah. I mean, we. I think Uruguay. I think Uruguay will win the group. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I think Uruguay will win the group. Um, I don't know why, but I think this stuff with Ronaldo is probably going to shaft Portugal. Yeah. Did you see the video of him and Fernandez meeting? Yeah. It didn't look good, did it? No. Have you seen? It looks that, even really? worse when you slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> he like literally doesn't want to be rude or thingy, so he just sort of shakes hand, then goes over and he's all pally pally with other people. And you can see the look on Ronaldo's face, he knows like that yeah. it's not it not doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well he's named these these three footballers who he says are totally professional at United. And Fernandez isn't in the list. 
I mean, if you're going to call out people for being professional footballers and you're not going to call out someone you play at club and country level with, because he put Dallow in there. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dallow, uh, Lissandro Martinez, which is fair enough, and Casemiro. They're the only three said were professional. I think Bruno Fernandes' form, when Ronaldo was out of the side, was there to see. As soon as Ronaldo was out of the picture, Bruno Fernandes started to look a bit more like the player that they had yeah. at first. And, and he yeah. just wasn't the same when they are on the pitch together. And it, it's not... It, it just felt yeah. obvious to, to watch it. felt like watching two different players. Um, so yeah, yeah, and it was, it, was it was the same in the last Euros as well. Whenever they were on the pitch together, Portugal were terrible. Yeah. I mean, I... I... I do enjoy watching Ronaldo. He's my, you know, he's got the, the pace, power, my type of player. Yeah. But I do think he's, you know, he's he's past his best, and I still yeah. think he still wants it all to be about him. And yeah. at this stage in his career, he should gracefully be passing the baton on and helping others. And I don't think that's his nature at all. I don't think he can do it. And I think that. That could end up with the Portuguese squad just blowing up. Yeah. yeah. I still think they'll get through, though. I still think they will actually get through. Um, in typical Portugal style, I'd imagine it'll be like a 90th minute goal, nicks them a 1-0 in the third game, and they just about get through and, yeah. then, and then get knocked out in the next round. That, that's what I see happening to them. Yeah. So, sensible me says Portugal, Uruguay. Um, maybe not in that order. I think Uruguay might win the group. Yeah, so um, I think they've yeah. got the goals, haven't they? They've got the goals yeah. to win these tight games in this group. Yeah. I fancy South Korea to get through. I think Son is an underrated yeah. player. I think he can have a massive effect. The, heat, the heat and humidity yeah. won't be a won't be a, a um an issue for them. No. Um I am inclined to to agree with you that I think that South Korea might nick the spot, but purely because it could go either way, Ronaldo could be the difference and he could just drag him for it. What do you reckon, Lee? Are you going with Portugal or Korea or are you gonna just totally ruin it and go gone? <laughs> well I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with my heart, so Korea. We'll get Korea through instead. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see him get through. I love Son as a player. I think he's he's one. I know he's he's got has he got a face mask on or something like that at the moment. He he's, didn't. He's he was interviewed it. early on and he didn't wear one. But I imagine if he's playing, you'll probably wear something protective. Well, that only adds to his charm, as, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. So um, yeah, purely for Son, like I say, I think he's such a, a fantastic, honest footballer. Um, yeah. Doesn't quite get the praise that he should. You know, I, I think. He's one of them. If there weren't other players around, they might be talking hundred million pound bids from Real yeah. Madrid and all the rest of it, you know. But Premier League uh, golden boot winner last year. Yeah, yeah, he, he is on his day. He is a joy to watch as well. Yeah. He really is. So yeah, just for him, I don't, I don't really know any of the other guys who play for him, but just for him, yeah, yeah. He 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 could be. I mean, you know about Ronaldo dragging him through. He's the kind of player who can drag a team to a World Cup group, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It could be worth a shout for top scorer if you think you're going through. Shots on target and all that. Well, that sets up on the note of going through. South Korea versus Brazil and Uruguay versus Serbia. That'd be a tasty game, that. So, There'd be some tackles flying around in that game. One thing I will say 
of all we've only got Morocco going through from Africa. And that was at a push really as well, wasn't it? We sort of dragged them we through the expensive yeah. Croatia. Yeah. Is African football going backwards? Um I don't know if it's going backwards more than European and South American football is going forward. Yeah. Um, I just think we're getting a better quality of player and a lot of our players in Europe and in South America are playing in better leagues. And I think that's what does it. Um, Because if you look at the African nations and you go through them squad by squad, you've got Mane, who's at a very good club in Bayern Munich. But then after that, where, where are the Senegal players? Who are they playing for? And then you go to Ghana. Thomas Part is at Arsenal, probably their best player. And then after that, it's Tarek Lamptey playing at Brighton. Um, and it's just looking at it like that. I just think the clubs that they play for and the, the level of football that they're playing just isn't as good as some of the other countries. I mean, Lee, do you think it could be that anybody half decent or showing anything half decent is snapped up in an academy these days, aren't they, at about the age of seven or eight? So is it that those, like say, European countries are producing better players because of all that training, the stuff that maybe isn't available to people in Africa to the same level and extent? Absolutely, yeah, it's a decent shout. And I think if you take yourself back, say, 10, 20 years, you'd see some fantastic sort of African youth players like Arsene Wenger used to love sort of bringing one or two through, didn't he? And there's other European managers did the same and and you, they got the chance to sort of develop at the same pace and time and you saw some, I mean, I mean, if, if we take ourselves back, we have always had an African footballer, at least one who's a very, very, very prominent name in world football. Um, you know, if, if you take like Didier Drogba, for example, he was known as one of the best strikers of his generation. George Ware. Um, George Ware, again, world footballer of the year. Um, then you've got that um, the Samuel Eto'o. He's another one. Um, all really top, top level footballers. And I guess what it is, right at this moment in time, I can name a lot more, but right at this moment in time, like Jamie just alluded to, who, who really is there who's sort of in that sort of stratosphere, you know, so um, you've yeah, like Jamie said, you've got maybe Salah and Mane, yeah, but then but there's not nothing here. to back it up. Where there's there in, yeah, and, I mean, let's just say that you know Mane was fit and Egypt somehow also got to the World Cup. We're probably talking about two more African teams, and then it would feel like oh, that's pretty much yeah, decent representation. Yeah. They're not doing yeah. too bad, so it it is perhaps that plays into it a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. This is the other thing to contend with is these are our predictions and I was just about to say could be horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check check back in about two weeks. <laughs> we could be yeah. that bloody Samuel that Samueletto, he was on Samuel Eto, you know? <laughs> yeah, He's the new Oracle. That's why he <laughs> Um Right then. So that's the group stage done with. Yeah. Shall we uh, shall we check back in? After the groups have finished, and we'll we'll see how we got on, and we'll yeah. uh, maybe do the knockouts from there. See yeah. just how long we were. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, 
When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.